Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of this Transformed Podcast. I'm so appreciative that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to take a listen to this podcast. It certainly means a lot to me, and I hope it's beneficial to you. Time certainly is flying by. We are basically one month uh, into the year of 2021. We are one month into this new podcasting network. And again, as I've said before, all of us here at Scattered Abroad are just so thankful and so appreciative of so many things that make this uh, this network run the way that it does. There are a lot of individuals who do a lot of different things behind the scenes and individuals that you probably don't even know the names of, um, but we are certainly thankful for them, for the hard work that they do in making this something that is hopefully beneficial to you and that it helps you grow uh, in your faith. Um, so certainly you're thankful for that. I know that we are, and I hope that it's all been helpful to you in your walk with Christ. Uh, once again, as we've said before, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. All of us here at Scattered Abroad would be more than happy to talk with you, to try to answer any questions that you might have, um, and hopefully we could um, be beneficial to you in your walk with Christ. And just as a reminder, please remember, as always, leave a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you use. And that would certainly be helpful and beneficial to us. Uh, I really hope these podcasts have been helping you. I hope they're 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 bolstering your faith. They're strengthening your faith. I hope that you are. Uh, I hope you're becoming a better person, a, a stronger Christian, um, because of the content that we're putting out. Um, and obviously, our goal in doing all of this is that God would be glorified first and foremost. But that secondly, that we would become the best that we can be for God. Um, whether you are someone who is a Christian and that you're growing, or maybe for someone who's not a Christian, someone who is not a part of the Church of Christ. And hopefully this is something that can encourage you to be thinking about that and to be uh, meditating on those kinds of things to to perhaps maybe one day uh, get you to the point to where you will put Christ on in baptism and become a part of his blood-bought church. And if you have any questions about that, please reach out to me um, and I'll be more than happy to talk with you and help you in any way uh, that I can. For those of you who have been following along for this season one of the Transform podcast, you know that we are looking at this idea uh, or this theme of transforming out of. And once again, like I've said before, we even though we're looking at these characteristics that are not necessarily good things, they're more negative things, um, they're things that we shouldn't possess, we are showing, though, how we are transforming out of or evolving out of or growing out of these things. And that's why we're going through this study. We know that we're no longer living with these things in our lives. We know that they are no longer characteristics of, of things in our lives. Um, but maybe, like I said before, maybe you're not a Christian and these things are in your life and you're wondering about all these things that we're talking about. Maybe you're wondering how you can live a life where you don't have to feel those things anymore. Maybe you're thinking about how you don't want to have to have all of these negative things in your life anymore. Well, being within the family of God can help you with that. It can help you turn your life around to being someone 
who is living for Christ and living uh, a much more happy and much more joy-filled and hope-filled life. And so today, and this goes right along with it, today as we talk about this topic of worrying, transforming out of someone who is worrying, know that you can be someone who doesn't have to do that anymore. Now, that's not to say that we will never worry anymore in life or that it's that is wrong to worry uh, every now and again, but as Christians, we don't have to worry about really many things, but one of the biggest things, the biggest thing, we won't have to worry about where we're going to go after this life. You think about atheists and how atheists, as they live through life, you and I know that um, they live through life with no hope um, in something after this life. They, they, they believe that they live this life however they want. They die, they go into the ground, and that's the end of their existence. But you and I know that um, there is so much more after that. But the way that we live our life is going in here is going to determine where we're going to spend our eternity once this life is over. Um, but as a Christian, we don't have to worry about that. As a Christian, honestly, we don't have to worry about how we ought to live in this life because as Christians, we're living and abiding by the word of God. We don't have to wonder, oh, am I, do I have to do this or do I have to do that? Well, go to the Bible, see what's right, see what God would have you to do and do that. And we're going to discuss that and many more things during our study together um, in this in this podcast. And as, we, as we talk about this idea of worrying and this idea of worry itself, let me ask you this question as we kind of begin. Is it wrong to worry? Is it wrong to have worries in this life? You know, we think back to this past year that we've just been in, the year 2020. Did you worry at all during this year, during that year? Did you have anything that, 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 that weighed on your mind and that made you worry? Was it perhaps maybe family members and the things that they were doing? Maybe it was their health, the, the health of your family members. Maybe your older family members. Maybe parents or grandparents or uncles or aunts or individuals like that who are on up in years um, and who are having to, you having to worry about their health. What about the coronavirus? Was that something that brought worry to your life? The pandemic that it brought about? Were those things that you had to worry about in this life? Maybe the health of your family members in, in, in regards to the coronavirus. What about your job security? I know, I know our economy took a huge hit um, over this past year. Is that something that you worried about? The economy, having a job, knowing where you're going, where your income is going to come uh, so you can provide for your family. You see, I think this idea of worrying, I think it really does come um, with being human. It's so easy to worry about things like the future. It's so easy to worry about what our plans will be later on in life. It's so easy to worry about our family and the things that they're having to go through, the situations and scenarios that they're having to face. It's so easy to worry about the health of our friends and our family and even the health of our own selves. It's easy to worry about those things. It's easy to think about the financial aspect of life, of where your money is going to come from, how you're going to use your money. Are you going to have enough money to get through this or that or whatever it might be? You think about parents. Parents are always always, always going to worry about their children. Now, I don't necessarily know that from, uh, from experience because I'm not a parent yet. And Lord willing, hopefully we will be one day. I will be one day. But, we, but parents worry about children. They worry about their education, whether or not they're getting taught the right things, whether or not they're going to get through school, and whether or not they're going to have the grades that they need, whether or not they're going to go to college and graduate with a degree and different things like that. 
Parents worry about children in sports, whether or not they're not they're going to give their best effort, whether or not they're going to uh, to, to win. Some in some minds, parents <laughs> winning is everything um, for some parents. Uh, the, financially, whether the, the kids are going to be in a financially stable home. What about the popularity of their children? Whether or not their children are going to be received among their friends. Whether they're going to be looked at um, among their peers as as someone who is maybe important or or just as someone at all, and that they're not ignored. Think about our younger people. They worry about things like school, whether or not they're going to pass that grade, whether or not they're going to pass that test, whether or not they're going to get through high school or middle school or even through college if you're that old. Uh, they, kids worry about sports. Young people worry about sports. Young people worry about, uh, will people like me? Will people accept me? Will people, will people like who I am? Do you think about employees? Employees worry uh, about deadlines that they have to meet jobs that they have to fulfill within their workplaces, the money that they have to make, the family that they have to support. There are so many things in life that we have to quote-unquote worry about. But, but here's the thing. One of the greatest tools that the devil has to use in his arsenal is this idea of worry. You see, when we worry, we place all responsibility upon us, don't we? We look at everything in life going on around us. We think that we are the only ones who can fix it. How am I going to do this? How am I going to get out of this situation? How am I going to make it through this scenario in life? Now, that's not to say that we don't have to work and that we don't have to live and do things in life. But when we worry in life, we tend to forget that God is in control. And what a lesson that was for us in 2020 and hopefully one not soon forgotten, that God is always in control. You see, it's kind of ironic that the year that all of that happened was the year 2020 because I know that you at some point or saw it on Facebook or maybe heard it in a sermon at some point the beginning of the year, heard a sermon on having 2020 vision, having this clear vision of what we're going to see in life, of what we're going to be able to do in this next year, of how we're all going to uh, have these plans for 2020, and yet not a single person saw in their vision, in their 2020 vision, what happened in the year of 2020? No one saw that. But you see, it taught us something, that God is always in control, to always know that plans can change and that ultimately the only thing that we can truly count on is our God in heaven above. Think about a man like Daniel. Go back to the Old Testament. Daniel was only 17 or 18 years old when he was taken into captivity. He was a very young man. He was thrown into prison. He had to interpret the king's dreams. He had to tell the king what the dreams were. He had to tell them what they meant. He had to tell the king, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, that he was going to eventually become a beast, something that crawled on the ground with four legs and he would eat grass. He had to disobey the decree later on that was said not to pray to anybody but the king himself. And then, you know, because of that, he had to face the lion's den as an older man, someone who was 70 or 80 years old. If anyone in their life ever had the right to worry, it was Daniel. So many things went the wrong way for him, didn't they? Life was not what Daniel expected it to be. I'm sure that he, at that point in his life, when he was being taken into captivity, that he had many other plans, a, a different vision than what life was going to be for him. Think about the dreams that he knew nothing about, and yet he had to interpret and had to tell. First of all, he had to tell the dream, but then second, he had to interpret the dream. He was going to be killed if he didn't tell the king what the dream was first and then interpret it, and yet he didn't worry. Why? Where was his trust? 
You see, Daniel knew he didn't have to worry because his focus, because his trust was an almighty God above. And he knew as long as he was faithful to God, as long as he did what God was going to tell him to do, God was going to take care of him. And so he didn't have to worry. What, is the, what else does the Bible say about worry? How does it apply to us today? I know that's an Old Testament example. I know that God worked in different ways back then, but how does it apply to us today? One of the most famous passages on this idea, I think, of worrying is found in Philippians chapter 4. Paul is speaking to the church at Philippi, and he says in chapter 4, beginning in verse 6 and going through verse 7, Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Friends, the opposite of worrying is peace. If you want peace, if you want calmness, if you want restfulness, if you want to be able to be able to look at things in life and think that it's all okay, you have to first put it all on God. You see, when we put it all on ourselves, we carry that weight. We allow that weight to sink in on our shoulders, and we, can, we can't have the peace that we want in this life. You don't have to carry everything on your own, because when you do that, you allow worry to creep in. You allow yourself to worry about this and that and those things and these things and everything else under the sun, and like we said before, we forget to put it all on God. God wants us to talk to him. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. God wants us to put these things on him because he's going to take care of us. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts. I think another passage is Matthew chapter 6, and this is a lengthy passage. So I want you, uh, if you're sitting down, you can grab a Bible and go to Matthew chapter 6, but maybe you're driving or whatever it is you're doing, you can just listen. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus Christ, our master teacher. He is teaching here in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, beginning of verse, tw- verse 25. Listen to what he says. He says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than the clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Then Matthew 6 and verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. What good does worrying do you? What good does it it bring to your life? What does it help accomplish? What are you able to do that you wanted to do because you were worrying? You see, all worrying does is cause stress. All it does is cause doubt. All it does is cause fear. 
All it does is cause difficulty. All it does is cause pain. Friends, God knows everything that you and I need in this life. If we focus on today, focus on what you can control. Look, there you can only control you in this life. You can only control your work ethic. You can only control your attitude. You can only control your joy and the way that you focus on life. And the only thing you can do other than that is allow God to take care of everything else. Put your faith, put your trust in him. Don't worry about things in life. Know that God will take care of you. I'm not saying that means that everything in life will be rainbows and butterflies and all you'll get to do is, is be happy and always be joyful. That's not the case. That's that because of sin in life, things are going to happen that are not pleasant. Things that are going to happen that are not that are difficult and that are destructive and things that we don't want to have to go through. But the whole point of all of that is when you go through those trials, when you go through those difficulties, don't let it all sit on your own shoulders. Don't put it all on yourself. Know that God can take care of everything if you focus on you and you be faithful to him. James chapter 4, another passage, verse 13 through 15. James says, Come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Now, I know that this passage has, has to do with planning and assuming things that are going to happen and, and things like that. Planning without the Lord, basically. But the idea that I want us to take away from this is this. We can worry all about the future. We can try to plan this. We can try to plan that. We can worry that it will go this way. We can worry that it will go that way. We can look at our future jobs, our future families, all kinds of different things like that. And we can worry so much to the point to where we become consumed and obsessed with making sure it goes the way that we want to go and what's going to happen. More than likely, it will not pan out the way that you wanted it to. More than likely, you will not end up with the result that you wanted, but know that God always has a plan. And yet so often we forget that, don't we? Why would we not allow things in this life to be in the hands of the Almighty Creator? Why would we not submit ourselves to Him and humble ourselves to Him in knowing that He's going to take care of us no matter what happens in this life. And then the last passage I want to focus on, and one that ought to give us great comfort and hope, is 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, Peter says, Casting all your care upon who? Upon yourself? Cast all your care upon Caleb. Cast all your care upon fill in the blank, whatever your name might be. No. Peter says, Casting all your care upon him, Jesus, for he cares for you. This ought to be one of the most comforting verses in Scripture to you. Things in life weigh so heavy on us. The burdens we bear, the problems that we go through, the situations and scenarios in which we find ourselves in. Friends, give it to God. He cares for us. He will take care of us. I saw this quote while I was preparing for this podcast, and I thought it very interesting and kind of quite fitting. It says, until God opens the next door, praise him in the hallway. You know, we worry about so many things in life to the point to where we forget why we are even here on this earth in the first place. We forget what the purpose of our lives are at all. Friends, put your worries away. Focus on Jesus Christ. Allow him to give the confidence that you need in order to get through this life. And don't forget that we are here in this life 
to ultimately praise God and give Him the glory. And know that as we're looking for that next door, even as we're going through that next door, even as we've closed that door behind us, we ought to always praise Him no matter what's happening in this life. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.